1: You know, I, I got to spend a lot of time. I'd walk my horse out of the pasture, and uh, I'd bring it and put it in the stall. And it was in the stall for about two days, okay? And so I, I finally, that next morning, I said, it's got to get out of here. It was not It was not created to be in the stall. And so I take it out, and it, it's kind of acting weird. I'm thinking, does it want to be back in the stall? And it, it's just acting a little strange. And, and as it's acting a little strange, I, I thought, you know, this is, um, what's going on? And so we get to the gate, and it will not go in the gate. It will. I mean, I'm like, I have to grab hold of the halter, and I'm. you got to understand, I'm not being big and bad to hear my horse is about this big, okay? And so uh, I grabbed the hold of the halter, and I was like, you're going in there, you know? And I, I opened the gate, and I put him in there, walk him in there, because he just didn't want to go. And, and so I get him in there, and he was just so ready to run. Or she was just so ready to run and I actually when I clipped the lead and I'm glad I stepped quickly outside the gate because as soon as I did she started kicking both feet just 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 her name is Mouse that's how little she is and Mouse starts kicking her feet both way just every which way and she's spinning circles kicking her feet and takes off full speed ahead and I knew she was glad to be free to run what a blessing it was you know today I want to bring you a special Message entitled When the Bold Reply. Now, some churches might not understand this, but I want you to help me with this. I want you to just repeat this to one of your neighbors. Tell somebody around you, don't ask me a question that you don't want to hear the answer to. Okay? Come on, some of you didn't do that. Look at them. Say, I'm I'm serious. Don't ask me a question you don't want to hear the answer to. (laughs) Amen. Somebody's like, oh, uh oh, where are we headed here? Look, look, sometimes there's questions. Hey, look, I didn't say to ask them questions now. Okay, we're good. Amen. All right. But when the bold reply, don't ask me a question that you don't want to know the answer to. Acts chapter 4, before we read, Father, open your word to us today. We want to change. We are asking you to propel us into a new place. Thank you for what you have done and you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Acts chapter four, beginning in verse number 13, it says this, the members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness, saw the what? The boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been with, say that name with me, Jesus. Amen. Whoa, there's no other name under heaven. Amen. And what a wonderful name that is. And so we see in their scripture this this powerful truth. A lot of people may abuse this to say, well, we don't need training. Well, the scripture does say the Holy Spirit of God will give you the words to say, It doesn't, but it also tells us to study to be workmen who rightly divide the word of truth that we're not ashamed. And so it's not an excuse here in the scripture, but the key word that I want you to see today is the word boldness, that he gave them boldness. And the word bold uh, by definition means confidence, and it means that you are not afraid of people. That a boldness can come into your life concerning your faith that you can know who you are in Christ. The question is not whether or not you're serving God, but you know who you are. You know who your Savior is. You know who your hope is. You know from where your redemption comes. And there can be a boldness in your life that settles all of that. And there can also come to a place in your life that you're not afraid of what the world throws at you because you are excited about what God has done in you. And you're going to share that with everybody that you see. Amen. Some of you may going, Pastor, you may, not, uh, you may not know me, but this is what I do know. We have been called to be changed into the image of Christ. We have been called to be changed into the image of our Heavenly Father. And as we've been called to be changed into his image, God in his very nature is bold. As a matter of fact, when God blesses you when God answers your heart's cry, it, it, there's not a lot of questions about it. God, he, the way he expresses our, his love to us leaves very little to be questioned because God is bold in his response. And as you begin to change into who God's called you to be, you can expect boldness. You know, I've been reading the book of Acts this week. I've been a little cooped up in reading the book of Acts. It just really doesn't go together. Because the book of Acts is full of believers who are bold enough in their faith to to see God move. It's full of believers who who had been constrained. Now, watch. Their whole lives, they've been constrained in this power of a religious order, the law. And this law had left them powerless and had left them cooped up. But they weren't created to be cooped up. They weren't created to be stalled. They were created to run in the fields. They were created to run for the glory of God. and, And all of a sudden, when the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon their life, it's like they're kicking up their heels and they're taking off full speed ahead. Why? Because they were doing what they were created for. A boldness came upon them and the boldness caused faith to stir within their lives. And that faith allowed them to see miracle after miracle. It allowed them to see what could happen when believers rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. What can happen? It will change who you are. I want you to get this today. Boldness is simply behavior born out of belief. If you really believe what you believe, you're going to actually do it. If you really believe that, that God's word is true, it goes from more of, an, a, of a motivational talk. Let me tell you, I didn't come here to give you a motivational talk. I came to give you a word from the living God today. I came to give you what the, the, the life-giving scriptures that God has been pouring into our lives. And, and, and there's a boldness, why? Because I understand that this is not just theory. This is the word of God. And the word of God says that there were men who were bold. Why? Because they had spent time with with Jesus and there can come a boldness into your life that can change your situation there can come a boldness into your life if you just begin to believe because when we begin to believe it changes everything about who we are it changes us you see what you believe about who you are and who God is will determine how you behave it will cause you to do things you wouldn't have done before it will cause you not to do things you would have done before the boldness that comes through the power of God in your life will allow you, and I feel the Holy Spirit in what I'm about to say to you, will allow you to look at things that normally would have taken you out. It'll allow you to look them in the eye and say, you don't understand. You might have knocked me down. You might have knocked my grandfather down. You might have knocked down his father and his father. It, this might be a generational curse that has chased my family for years, but now there's something different. The curse is going to come to an end. Why? Because I have found strength that is not my own. I have found the power Of God. Amen. It will affect who you are. Your faith will drive you, and it will create, you will be bold. Somebody going, Pastor? You don't know me. There's not a bold bone in my body. Well, there's going to be changes that begin to happen. I watch men preach in this church. I watch men talk who say they didn't they didn't like talking to people. I watch men stand up here. There's two of our pastors on our teaching team who would not go anywhere near a classroom that had to give a speech. They'd skip that class. They're there men who my dad would not even go to church half the time when he was a boy if he could get out of it because he was afraid they were going to ask him to say something publicly. And now. Now both these guys who say, hey, wait, 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 I, I'm not a people person. I couldn't talk in front of people. I barely get to preach when they get started up here. Amen. Why? Because of the fire of God that comes down inside of them. Some of you have been wanting, I don't know why I feel this propheticness right this moment, but you have been wanting to get something out of you. There's something that needs to be said. There's healing that needs to come. And you know, within your own power, there is no strength, but in the power of the Holy Spirit of God, you can overcome. Amen. I feel this today. Listen to what the word says. So so why were they amazed? Here we go back. There's been a healing. There's a very popular scripture. Peter and John are walking up, and as they're walking uh, up toward the temple, this beggar says, hey, give, give, uh, give me alms, give me alms, give me alms. And Peter and John look at him and say, hey, silver and gold we don't have, but what we do have we give unto you. And in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise and walk. And the man was immediately healed. And then we find here in this verse, watch this, verse number five, the day after, the next day, the council of all the rulers and elders and teachers of the religious law met in Jerusalem. Annas the high priest was there, along with Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and other relatives of the high priest. They brought in the two disciples and demanded, watch this, by what power or in whose name have you done this? Let me just remind you, don't ask me a question that you don't want to know the answer to. Amen. (laughs) By whose power have you done this? this. Now watch, we get this picture of this moment. We have, we have this Americanized image that the, that the, the kind of like the courtroom that the, the high priests are standing, are seated there and they're looking down their noses at them. And they're kind of just, <clears throat> you know, tell us by whose power you have done this. Sort of like when people come into my, my office, I haven't been a principal in, in quite a few years, but when people come into my office, I'm so sick of hearing people say, say to me, I feel like I'm in the principal's office. I always want to reply. Did you spend a lot of time there? Is that the problem, man? But that, we have this image of that the principal's office, that 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 professional environment. But when you were called before the Sanhedrin, it was nothing like that. It was absolutely nothing like our Americanized mindset. Imagine all of these 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 men who were very pious looking and, and they had their robes and they, their, their adornments and, and, and all the little scriptures hanging on them and all the, the, the curls and the hats and all the different things they had. And as they were, they were walking around and they would circle you while they talked to you in a mob, they would intimidate you in a mob. And as they would intimidate you, what do you mind helping me? Thank you. Now you can imagine. A group of a large group of men circling Brandon, circling him. Who do you think you are? Who, what? I mean, who gives you the right? Circling him, circling him. And as they would begin to circle you, not only would they ask you questions of, a, well, but what, you know, what ways was this done? What were you thinking? Did, did you not know this was the Sabbath? Did you not know these things? Then they also, they're, they're jostling you some, and they're, they're pulling at your clothes, and, and this was, I'm talking to you, and I'm talking to you, and over here, this one's talking, and this one's talking, and, and, and they're circling, and, and they get to this place to where they actually begin to say, I want to kill you. They say, don't you understand we have the power to have you flogged right now? Don't you understand that we have the power to, to, to beat you right now? We, we could throw you in prison. We could take everything you have. Imagine yourself there for a moment. They're walking around and they're declaring this about you and that about you. And it is ama- isn't it amazing how that the religious order also reflects what the devil wants to do to you? How the powers of darkness are circling you. Some of you, he circled you yet even this morning as you were ready, to, preparing to go to God's house. And he said, what are you going there for? Don't you understand that, that I'm going to take you out? Don't you understand that going up there is not going to help you? But what you don't understand is well, the devil was lying because don't ask a question that you don't want to know the answer to. Listen to me now. Because there's a boldness that comes on those who know who their redeemer is. There's a boldness that comes on those who plant their feet and say, "Whoa, though he slay me, yet will I serve him." And they begin to make a declaration of faith in the power of God. And the enemy's circling you, encircling you, and somewhere in my goodness, in the middle. In the middle of the attack, in the middle of the lies, the enemy makes a mistake. Because because when the enemy makes a mistake, he gives a place for your faith to plant its feet. And the enemy says, watch this in whose name and by what power did you do all of this? <laughs> and all of a sudden, they've talked about how bad they were. They've talked about how dumb they were. The literal translation of the word that they, that they were amazed because they thought they were idiots, quite literally. They thought they had no training. They thought they were ignorant. Anybody foolish enough to believe anything spiritual? Does anybody understand what I'm saying there for just a moment? People will look at you and say, what good is it to throw your hand in the air and begin to worship? And you say, you we don't understand. When I throw my hand up, I connect to a power that gives me strength in my body, that gives me joy in my soul, that causes me to rise up and declare the goodness and the favor of God. Amen. I'm talking about the power of the Holy Spirit of the living God. Pastor Don, you don't understand. We just need a quiet little word, but you don't understand. How can I preach about boldness unless I boldly declare to you that the devils that are surrounding you are asking the wrong question because the wrong question gives your place for faith to grow. Listen to this. They said, by what power or in whose name have you done this? I just love this moment. (laughs) Peter's like, well, (laughs) if you really want to know, The Bible says in verse number eight, then Peter filled. Some of you, this is what you're missing. You're missing being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. You go, Pastor, I don't want any of that stuff that makes me feel something that that brings conviction into my life. Listen, if you'll run into him in the good times, he'll cause himself to rise up in you in the bad times. This is a march. It's a press toward who God is. I, I, that song made me stop for a moment. I said, Lord, do I have to really give you permission? I want you. I want you. But do I have to give you permission? The God who flung the universe. And then I realized we are we are who God created us to be, people of choice. And my choices kept him out long enough. And now I want to peel back the layers and say, God, come rushing in because I need thee. I need thee every hour. Yeah. I need thee. And Peter says, I feel something. John, oh, I I don't know where this just came from, but I can almost see him looking at John like, you want to handle this? Or do you want me to handle this? (laughs) And I don't know who needs this. Some of you right now, you don't know that you can handle it. But I'm talking about God said it when Jesus said, when I go away, I will send another. And he will be a comforter. And he's looking at some of you right now saying, are you going to handle this? Or do I need to step in and handle this for you? Because the enemy has held you back too long. Amen. Amen. Listen to what the word says. Then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit said said to them, rulers? elders of our people, are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? <laughs> Do you want to know how he was healed? I just love this. Do you really want to know? Do you really want to know? See, watch that. His faith is taking place. He's planting himself. If you really want to know, I'm about to tell you, you may not like the answer, but don't ask me a question that you don't want to hear my answer. And he says, let me clearly state to all of you and to all of the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, the man you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. Let me me be real clear. He's the one that scripture was talking about when it said that the stone that you builders, you guys rejected, he has now become the cornerstone of my faith. And he said, I want you to also know there is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Brandon, will you come back and help me one more time? And so the enemy... It's surrounding Brandon. The enemy, whoo, is walking all around him. The enemy is telling him, you're never going to amount to anything. God has no purpose on you. The call that you feel stirring in your life is never going to come into fruition, that that, that you've messed up, you've blown it, you, you've got sins and problems. and I mean, I know he never says anything this to, like this to you, buddy, but I've got a feeling a called young man hears that kind of thing. But when the enemy shows up and he's surrounding you saying, you're never going to have this and you're never going to be this and you're never going to defeat that sin and those things are never going to happen in your life, listen to what the word says, as the enemy surrounded him, the spirit of the living God rose up within him and he said let me make something clear to you let me, let me just explain it to you you might be telling me all of these things but I know the voice of one who has declared to me if I can heal a crippled man if I can open blinded eyes if I can look death right in the eye and defeat death I can bring you out and bring you through and there is no power there is no other salvation but in the name of Jesus Christ Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. No other name under heaven by which man can be saved. I want you to understand he wasn't talking to people who were like, we're trying to decide about Jesus. He was he was talking to people who hated him. He was talking to people who had con- condemned him to death. He was talking to the very same people who had cried, crucify, crucify, crucify. But when he said this to them, he said, wait guys, now look, I know this is not popular and I know it's not politically correct, but if you really want to know the answer to why I've survived, if you really want to know, whoa, listen to Peter. Peter says to himself, you know, I should be dead. I should have joined Judas because I betrayed him just as much, but he found me and he picked me up and he set me back on my feet. And now I declare to you, I'll tell you why his name is Jesus. Amen. To make it worse, the people who are in control, their one claim uh, that was so different than others were, they didn't believe in the resurrection of the dead or the spirit life. And all of a sudden, by the power of the spirit, he says, you know, Jesus, the one God raised from the dead, he declared war. Sometimes you're gonna have to get to the place That your reply, whoa! I feel the Spirit of God, is no longer meek, no longer timid. Oh, God, if you want, just maybe. But your reply becomes like the children of Israel. It becomes, look, you don't have to play the music again. You don't have to give me one more chance. My decision is settled. I'm not backing down. I'm not running away. I know in whom I hope trust, and his name is Jesus. And when the boldness rose up within him, the power of God manifested itself through him. Amen. I want you to understand faith when flame cannot help but challenge the stranglehold of fear. Fear has a hold of you. But when we're asking God to change us and do things in our lives, we're not talking about so we can just get one, my goodness, I just feel what I—I I just feel this in my spirit. Somebody needs to get this. Some of you are just happy with one inch closer to glory. I don't want one inch closer to glory. I want to run into His presence. I want to bask under His grace. I want to know Him because I don't, ankle deep is not good enough. I want to swim in His love, and that takes bold, bold faith. This says, fear says He won't receive you. Let me ask you, every time that the devil has told you God won't receive you, he's tried to keep you afraid, how many times has God rejected you? How many times has he kept you? I feel the spirit of the living God as I'm talking to you. How many times has he made you? uh, God said, oh, no, 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 not this time. You blew it too much. But how many times did you find him with his arms stretched out saying, come, come unto me, all of you that are heavy laden. Come unto me, cast your care. Get over here and I'll help you. And when you run into his arms what the enemy's lives were met with a bold grace of a good God. Give him one more praise this morning. Hallelujah. <laughs> People will let you say, God. I'm not criticizing. I just want you to be honest. Our government leaders will take the stages of the world and they will say, God, God, They will say Allah. They will say Buddha. They will say confused. I mean, they they will say all of these names, but there's one name that they will not use. And there's a reason they won't use that name because in that name, people are still being healed. In that name, people are still being delivered. In that name, the lame are still walking, the blind are still seeing. In that name, people bound with addictions are set free by the power of the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus, because Jesus Christ is Lord. Lord. And I'm not waiting to bow my knee. I declare Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. Lord of all. King of kings. Bright morning star. Fairest of 10,000. The soon coming King of glory. Amen. Pastor Don, calm down. How can you preach on boldness calmly? Why? Because there's something about that name. When Jesus walked into every village, it was not the same. When he stopped by a house, it was not the same. We want little brushes with the church, but what we need is an encounter with a risen Savior because Jesus still changes everything. So when Peter and John cite Jesus as their power source, the religious leaders couldn't believe what they were hearing or seeing. Whew. Matter of fact, it doesn't say hearing, it says seeing. The members of the council were amazed at what they saw. I told you, bold faith determines your behavior. And when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training. In other words, there's no way they were doing it on their own. Let me tell you, people may have counted you out. They may have given you five months, six months, said it'll never last. But what I want people to see in you is that you're not making it on your own. You're not overcoming You're not supposed to be where you are. You're not supposed to be doing what you're doing. But because of he that is within you, yeah. there's power. Whew. Hallelujah. They also recognized, watch this, they had been with Jesus. I want you to get this today. You're wondering where he is. I'm trying to tell you how to bring him right in the middle of your situation. I don't know where this has come from, but I I remember hearing a youth pastor say this when I was a, a boy. And it's just one of those things I've stolen and used through the years, but the next time some, some, date starts getting a little too close or some somebody invites you to the back seat, just try this. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Woo. The next time you're walking through the convenience store and that old addiction starts howling at you, crying at you because you've had a bad day. Why don't you just start walking like that? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You see, you won't be the first one to have walked that way. You don't think Peter had his name on his voice when he was walking on the water? Jesus, I'm coming toward you, Jesus. You see me here, Jesus. I'm gonna make it. And he walked on the water and even when he stumbled, he still walked all the way back to the boat. Why? Because Jesus was with him. I've got enough sermon left to preach another week on this. But I want you to stand with me in this place. Don't ask me a question that you don't want to know the answer. And some of you understand what I'm talking to you about. You're standing in the middle of condemnation, bondage, struggles. Don't even wait. If God's touching your heart, come on, come on to this altar quickly, quickly. You're standing. And the enemy is telling you, you're through, you're done, you're never gonna beat this, you're never gonna overcome this. He's accusing you. This, this sickness is going to destroy you. This problem. Come on now, let the Holy Spirit speak to your heart. But your step today is going to be the beginning of your bold reply. Your marriage isn't going to make it. Your ministry is never going to re- revive. Nothing's going to survive. And the enemy's lying. But there is an answer. There is an answer. And the answer is simple Jesus. How are you going to make it? Jesus. How are you going to get free? Jesus. Why are you still standing? Jesus. No other name that can save us. What a powerful declaration he made. We think about it as for being born again, that there is no, uh, there is no salva- salvation and none else. And but he's standing in the middle of hell and he says, no other name can save me. No other name can deliver me. God's setting people free already in this altar. I'm not gonna stand here much longer. I'm gonna lay hands on these God. God is speaking to them. The living God is speaking to them but he's speaking to some of you as well. Pastor Don, I don't know Jesus. I I don't know Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, we want you to know him today. Pastor Scott's right there. Pastor Danny, put your hands both straight up in the air. Straight up, y'all step right there. If you don't know Jesus, now's your time to come to know him. Right here. I'm about to pray for these, Then I'm going to pray for you. But don't you let the devil hold you back. He's told you you're worthless long enough. You hear it. Listen to me. God just spoke this in my heart. Somebody, you hear the devil's voice and the voice of your stepfather. I don't care what he told you. I don't care what he said. I don't care what he did. My God is within you. And in Jesus' name, there's hope. God's touching people in this altar. Don't you ask me a question that you don't want to know my answer. It may not be politically correct, but my hope is in no one else. My hope is in Jesus. Church, help me begin to pray. Let's begin to worship. God's setting people free today.